Okay. The, uh... It may start to squeak after a little because we're at the beginning of this one, but anyway, suffice it to say, it was his birthday, and he said after a week he would get back on, on, uh, on the scores. He would, and, uh, in the meantime, because uh, orientation uh, took place, and and uh, in the uh, in the shakeup, or the st new students or the new people on the scene, there was a boy from Cleveland who played the flute very well. And this was Walton. Mendelsohn. And that was Walton Mendelssohn. So another uh, fortuitous name. <laughs> fantastic, you know. I think an astrologer would, would love to work on your life. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, as it gradually turned out, uh, Steve had, 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 you know, really had gotten something out of his high school. He must have learned tremendously in high school. He was a, uh, a genius by, by far in so many things. Was he from the New York area? Uh, he was from Massachusetts. His father was a high school uh, uh, principal for, for a number of years. and. Uh, but also taught mathematics in high school. But because Steve is so well organized along these lines, and this his thinking is just uh, is fantastic. So you worked during that year, or he worked uh, with Walt and yourself on the preparation. Then they, uh, yeah, after after Walt came over here, and they they were uh, sure, which didn't take very long, that they could work at it together. Is a question of coordination, mm -hmm. and it turned out that that's no problem at all. And uh, so they would consult, you know, a little bit about the score, how to play it. You know, musicians always have to anyway. And uh, so it wasn't all that that difficult. And they uh, so after they've been playing this for a, while, a few times, I could just see that they would just do a gorgeous job at this. And they, and they got more and more attached to this because it was just something was so very different, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, for, you know, for one thing, the beauty of this is that, that this is real order, real structure, the way this is laid down. At the same time, they have some say about this. And they're not just monkeys who have to do exactly what it says there. Mm -hmm. But they better come up with, it with something. Because it turns out to be a very curious thing that if the minute that they for, for, quit, you know, following the score or working with the score and, and try working on it, you know, you can start just improvising like people do improvise. Mm -hmm. We could be out of the room here and we know immediately. Mm -hmm. And uh, any, any of the people uh, you know, that have gotten acquainted with their playing seem. Mm -hmm. And uh, also know that. Was it your suggestion that that the scores be projected during the performance itself? No, they came up with that. I would stay out of the photographic world as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we won't talk about making slides. Well, so um, the performance occurred and it was. Received, I guess, oh, absolutely. from uh, what I've read about it. And uh, but then let's uh, th so the this performance was in May of '68, I think. So it must have been '67. No, 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 '68. Yes, it would be '68. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. indeed. Okay. Yeah. But um, now then, what what what? Uh, on the strength and what happened then, uh, uh, then uh, not only was this all very exciting there because people were, you know, stopping all over the place saying, and saying, well, Mr. Silver, we didn't know you were going to do things like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just practically, uh, I was a hero there, culture hero of a different kind. <laughs> well, the president uh, had some, you know, some ideas too he wanted to you know, the place was new and see what he could do. Uh, was curious about this this uh, uh, program, but he uh, he uh, had to leave town for for a couple of days there, just about that time, some other engagement. Mm 
So he missed the so no, yeah, he did, but uh, but he had him give them him a preview uh -huh. the day before. Uh -huh. see, so he got a preview, sort of like you know, you know, like a, like a um, well, what do you call those things? Sneak preview. Yeah, sneak preview, <laughs> and he was just delighted with this. And then later, his wife uh, and, and a lot of other people you know, were so excited over this thing that uh, he just gave, uh, well, however this was done, he just, just fixed Steve up. So that for the next year, Steve had the complete scholarship, com everything paid. And he was, he was just living completely off of the college, and, and uh, that was it. And, because I thought that, that I was proud of, you know. That's a real... That was proud of because here was a, it's like that catalog of that school, they did not mention the word music in anything. And so the guy comes there and what does he find? He does something, he gets a chance to do something completely different, you know, in music, you know. Mm -hmm. That's completely subsidized. Steve escaped the, the, the music, you know, but didn't escape it. He just simply escaped the clutches of a school that had a system, you know, yeah. that he was tired of following. Mm -hmm. So you, but you've done further work then with Steve, and you've kept in touch with him. True. Yeah. So sure. Just uh, we, whenever we get a hold of Steve, you know, and, uh, show him some scores, he replace it. Now, uh, in '72, I think it was that that book that small um, book was published uh, the poetic logic of art and aesthetics i believe is the title yeah and that was it says in the book it says in collaboration with stephen aldrich and i wondered what what role he played in uh, the production well the uh he is uh he's a tremendous uh, sense of grammar and knows it i mean he, he not only knows grammar and, and in fact that he doesn't make Mistakes, but he knows why things are made that way, why everything is constructed that way. I mean, he could, he could teach grammar any place, mm -hmm. and, uh, and on an advanced level. And he also, uh, this also all dies into logic. This guy is a tremendous logician, and uh, so, uh, so the, the the what Steve already brought. And together, do the, the, what I uh, got him into gradually. You know, he saw the books well here, and, he saw things, uh, and uh, he just pulled himself together into what he's probably today one of the sharpest aesthetic logicians in the United States. And uh, he's just a, a diamond, you know, in a sense, lying around for somebody to really make good use of. All those Stevens are getting along fine mm -hmm. on his own. What is he doing right now? He uh, he is uh, does all sorts of things. I mean, but primarily uh, tries to keep a job where he can work a few hours at night, and then he has a day's free. Living uh, in New York City or somewhere like that. He's in Cleveland right now, and uh, and not very far from where Walt is. You know, I mean, so that he can see Walt and they have. They have uh, also been working on some harpsichords together. So his role in the production of this was essentially uh, working with you to determine the actual final form of the statement. Uh, helping, uh, helping to uh, to you see the uh, the it's the uh, uh, what can be said and what can only be shown are the uh, both the richness and the dilemma of dealing dealing with the with, with the arts mm -hmm. and in some cases it's difficult to, to speak about certain things well that's why all these tremendous mix-ups that's why certain things have to be taken care of and uh, we still had to do a lot of thinking I still had to do a lot of thinking also I had to do a lot of thinking about how much did I dare to to uh, invade uh, so-called uh, hard science in terms of physics because uh, uh, what this is really all about is biostatic physics I didn't particularly want to make that the burden of the thing to scare people away and because uh, it is really art is in a sense a poetic act but what is not understood is that the, that the poetic act is not is not just a, a, a an empty blister or a blimp it is it's 
everything was down to a, a pound of lead. I mean, everything's part of this world. Now, biostatic physics, right? Now, uh, now it is the, the, the word aesthetics has to be defined first. And, uh, the, and that is, uh, that's becoming uh, accepted now by uh, quite a number of people. I worked at it possibly a little bit harder, and that's the, the definition, limiting the definition to how our senses perceive, what our senses make of this. And, uh, and then, uh, in a sense, uh, how we dignify or honor this, or you know, how, what, uh, how we celebrate this, really, that's what the, the word is. And, uh, well, all right, but no, the, uh, so this is the human, uh, or the, the animal, uh, the animal, let's say, uh, is the practicing aesthetician. And uh, by aesthetics, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, also the creation of art. Is that the word, wait, are you saying bio-aesthetics? Yeah, like bio-aesthetics, bio bio-aesthetic physics. And, but when we move around the world, which we do every day, and while we're doing these things, while we have these, these uh, um, pretensions even sometimes with ourselves, we have to do it in the physical domain. And uh, so how do we make art, and, and why do we read art, and why do we sense some things this way and some things that way? The whole, the whole uh, pos the set of possibilities are going on. And they're uh, they're considerably touched. I mean, they've been touched in a in a uh, in a general way in these eight pages. That's quite large, mm -hmm. in as most comprehensive way possible, within a small. What we want to do, I wanted to do, was a small packet that would just just simply have that. And uh, he was very helpful uh, on that first page, and a number of other things. And, and all, through, all through it, because you need somebody you know, to discuss this with. Mm -hmm. Let me. Uh, there's another person who you refer to in the, in that publication, uh, William Parker. Yeah. And I wondered what your contact had been with him through time. When you had met Parker through uh, through uh, uh, Harold Jones, and uh, Parker's a very nice uh, guy who's uh, very. Uh, very up on things, up to the point where where a plant and a map comes in, in that that world. Now, let me ask one: You would have met him after the start of Light Gallery. That's right, just at the beginning of Light Gallery. Uh -huh. Well, this is uh, this is uh, some ways I may even have some uh, letters as we show up, but. Uh, what happened was, how this got started in a way with Parker before Light, even, was that uh, Parker was doing uh, was doing some editorial uh, checking and writing and, and you know in other words helping helping the people at uh, Aperture. at Aperture. And uh, when I sent this article into Minor uh, about that Chicago talk. Uh -huh. Uh, it's it seemed that uh, that one of the first things that they did uh, they sent us up to uh, to to Bill Parker because he was one of their advisors, mm -hmm. so, and uh, I don't I don't have the uh, the warmth and the excitement of the first of the first, my first finding out about this, but apparently this was an absolute commotion in their home oh, for two Parker or three saw. days when Parker saw this. Just completely tore him to bits. And uh, his wife, you know, actually was very helpful in putting him back together. And he was, he, uh, th these are their stories. And, yeah. and uh, some of this written up, I mean. And, uh, and uh, their, their uh, statements was that uh, that, that uh, criticism would never be the same after this. And I knew that. And uh, that Chicago talk has got so many things it's it's unpretentious in in a sense because it doesn't have a it doesn't have a systematic uh, you know uh, no system is presented you know in, in terms of those things the material is just there but for anybody who uh, who puts the pieces together mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, that certain things are no longer possible after that. That that marks the date. And uh, well, because what is really what what is concealed with it within that is the thing that I'm still working at now, and, and possibly other people are too. But that is the map. And that uh, was his position in occupier. And uh, right. yeah, well, you know, uh, so that was Parker's first knowledge of you in, in a direct way that yeah. he saw this article, and so he he probably wanted to meet you uh, through like everyone. That's right, and then then he uh, he gave a talk one night. I hadn't met him, and I gave a talk one night at, at a school that's very close to uh, in New York City. Yeah. No, it's another one that's much closer to a huh? No, no. Closer to like the Fuller, Fuller, no, Fuller, F, something with F. Uh, right across the, uh, it's just only a couple of border. No, it's, no. well, anyway, some small, small institution there. And uh, that has a small lecture hall that is used quite often. So I, I just, uh, I went, you know. Went and sat in the audience, but something went wrong in that speech. And every you know, they by the new bill, I think, especially. Uh, 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 um, held said there's something wrong, and and, and it was uh, uh, Bill who had already made this talk, and it was or or it was one that he tended to give, you know, about certain things with a few slides. Mm -hmm. But he could no longer do it because of what he had found out and this other thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you could see that, that, that you know. Sorry, wasn't in the. No, it wasn't anymore. And, and besides, he suspected I was in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so later, we, you know, we were very briefly introduced. And, uh, or, or, you know, I just forgot what it was. But anyway. Two days later, I was sitting in the gallery. It was about uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon, maybe mm -hmm. three o'clock afternoon. Was this when your show, your first show, light happened? That was before. Before, just when the show opened. Yeah, yeah. Sometime after that. And uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, as long as we keep it lined up. And here, uh, uh, Bill Parker came in, you know, and we uh, sat down and, and we talked, and God, we really became friendly then within half an hour. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we would talk, we talked very fast, you know, just like uh, visions of, uh, of the time I talked to. To land? To land, yeah. I mean, and uh, I, could see, I could see Parker had this gobbled up and, and was working with it. And uh, so we become very good friends. And, uh, so he did he see a draft of this uh, this small book and make well then then uh, I uh, while we're working at this uh, we say uh, once twice we uh, once you know we send them a uh, uh, thing when we had it about what we thought was about reasonably final mm -hmm. stage and he, he made some very good suggestions and his wife too made a good suggestion for one page that was a little uh, uh, to switch the positions of things around them. Mm -hmm. So they uh, they were very helpful. But above all, it was, just, uh, it was, it was nice to see somebody who understood that this, we were affecting uh, you know, the core of things and, and that he would be working with it. Uh -huh. Well, why don't we uh, get a glass of water, maybe? Maybe you have one there. And, uh, and I'll set up the slides and let's, let's just look at that other body of the work uh, while we're still... Okay. <laughs> Take a little stretch. And uh, I just have about a couple that wouldn't fit in there. They're at the end of this one here. Okay, well, this is uh, it's basically from about 1957 on, where we just, that first group kind of stopped, and it starts with the, the first, uh, I think the first one is a pain on something. Uh, now, I apologize again for my slides, some of which maybe of better quality or better masking than others, but I tried to just get them all together. 
Um, okay, now we've kind of been been uh, talking around the work actually. Um, leave it. Uh, leave it. Uh, directed towards you a little bit more because uh, okay. I can see it anyway. I mean, I know these things. Can see it a little better yourself. Yeah. It doesn't give me the glare. Yeah. Okay. This is a good angle. Uh, now, this first paint on cellophane dates from 1957. This one, anyway. Yeah. Which would be, I think you said just before you went up to Chicago to teach. Yeah. Some was, some months of so that year. You had started working on these. Now, you said you did some of the printing in Chicago. Well, I had. I had uh, printed them. Uh, I pretty much printed all of them here, but there were. Uh, I needed some reference of them, and, and uh, also uh, needed some uh, larger enlargements. So I made some of them in Chicago that way, and that's probably a, a why I got into doing them in Chicago. Uh huh. Well, my one of my questions that occurred to me, um, thinking about that, was that was how was the fragility of these things? Are they fragile to transport? They're not as I would think. They're not as tough as regular negative. No, these are very surprisingly tough. Uh, this is a uh, this is a sort of a paint, very thin paint that has some some varnish in it. And uh, these things are small and pieces of cellophane, and they are fabulous to travel with. And just the contrary, this is just paint on cellophane. And it really is. It, the paint's not oh, brittle or anything. No. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's just look at a few of these. You wouldn't fold them over, you know, because you'd nick the cellophane, but otherwise. And of course, uh, when we, it, uh, what, what the, I think if someone was just looking at your photographs and had seen nothing else, they might have a feeling, as I had before I came out here, that, that just all of a sudden, in 1957, this, you know, this comes out of the blue, so to speak, and becomes this very developed but radically different appearance uh, of an image. Um, obviously, when we put these together with the slides of, of the, the drawings, or really you can almost call them the paintings on paper, um, it seems like it's really just, a, just a, a slight turning to a different mode of working with the same impulses. Yeah. Um, Although with the photographic print, you have other other options, um, and I think we talked about the uh, the uh, not printing them all the way to black. In fact, the slide is not as good as it could be, and it gives some of that model the appearance. Now, um, and some of these are from Pasadena. Uh, some of these slides. Here's one that's here's one that's titled. Uh, Stendhal. Stendhal, yes. And I was very curious about that because I. Well, uh, the, the title sort of comes by in a natural way because he, in a way, uh, as, a, as a writer, as a. As a, uh, as a uh, uh, he was a dandy in a way of his, in his way. I mean, he's, uh, he's, you know, okay. this is just a portrait of a dandy. Yeah, okay, that. I mean, a dandy in ideas, a dandy in, in life, a dandy in. Okay, see, now I, I didn't know enough about Stendhal to get to that thing, but because I, I did have a feeling of someone walking with a certain stylishness, yeah. you know, and I see now where, where the connection comes in. Here's another one that has a title. Uh, this really, before we even talk about the title, this to me looks either like a, it almost looks like a, really like a torso. It's very much like reminds me of the leg in some ways, but it seems to very much have, have a solid volume and layers stripped away. Um, also maybe a little bit like a Roman bust that's yeah. been decayed. Um, somebody uh, I re just realized recently, uh, somebody who really would have been really uh, literally wild about this would have been Rembrandt. Ah. Just wild. <laughs> and this is Paracelsus? Paracelsus. Now Paracelsus was a medieval... Paracelsus was a Renaissance genius. His father was a doctor, and, and uh, he was a, became a doctor, a physician. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was not 
he was always looking at things uh, all the way to the horizon. And uh, so he was, he was a pioneer in so many things. It turns out even that he was a, was a pioneer in what we today think are, are uh, new social concepts mm -hmm. of, uh, of, you know, of how one should, can live, uh, I mean, how large social groups have to live. And didn't he have uh, the sense or the, promote the idea that, that the doctor should be aware of all the forces of the universe acting on the body? Oh, certainly. Or something certainly. like this, yeah. uh, from astronomy right on down? All the way down to the map. And you know how that, uh, uh, you will find out that I'm not just riding this as a little hobby horse, because it's, it's, you travel the map, it's always a question of how you get from here to there. Mm -hmm. And the person who's traveled, uh, if, you see, if, if, if he doesn't carry anything, then he finally will need a tramp. Yeah. He might have a few rags, yeah. mm -hmm. but they're all, all disappearing on the earth right then and there. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, the person who travels is really the, the man who's, who's moving around on the map, on mm -hmm. the, you know, and, and his enriching and modifying his occupier. Mm -hmm. So this, uh, and, and uh, in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance were, were very much that way, that the uh, people, the, uh, the people who studied, in other words, the students, mm -hmm. scholars, they traveled from, from city to city, from country to country. Mm -hmm. How, how long was it between, uh, I mean, was there, was there a time over which you thought about doing the paint on cellophane and then you just, or did you just one day do one and print one and see what it was like? Yeah, well, yeah. And I make a setup, you know, like this, like you lay out the type of paints you need and things like that, because this is my working area here. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I would, uh, I would just uh, start, cut a number of these uh, uh, pieces of cellophane, you know, about so large. Four by six. Yeah, six uh, by at six. least that, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's good to have a little room to, mm -hmm. to uh, work with. And later you can, after they're dry, you can uh, cut them down a little bit, you know, to fit into the. Mm -hmm. And it takes, uh, it takes, uh, the way I was, the way I was compounding the paint, I could use them the next day, put them in, in between two pieces of glass. Mm -hmm. Now certainly, I am uh, most often certainly in, within two days. Uh -huh. But in terms of um, when you when you did the first one, I mean, how did you? How, how did, did I get there? How did it present yeah, itself as an option to you, or did you just uh, was it just a single notion that you could do this suddenly and then you did it? I got into some of this uh, unrelated things or, the, or also this part of it. One time by playing around with plaster, you know how, how smooth and how white plaster is. And, we've been, and I had been playing around with some soot, with, I mean with, uh, with charcoal and soot. And uh, I just, just in handling the plaster, I realized what unbelievably fine uh, fingerprints that left, I uh, don't transfer just anything. And uh, so I, I, I uh, uh, found that, that it was possible to transfer paint. And then later I found that it was possible to transfer, uh, uh, you know, to, to make reliefs so, so, you know, so that one could transfer soot onto it. Because after all, this is a relief. Yeah, know? the finger. Yeah, only to the degree to which it's a relief of the transfer. Yeah. And uh, that's so, so all of this was intermingled there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Above all, I thought that, uh, uh, in a whole, you know, if, uh, soot, for instance, is, is from, I mean, compared to, a, compared to a photographic emotion, it's practically structureless, you know, I mean, so fine. It does, 
no, no grain at all. Well, very, you know, it's just you really have to enlarge it, you know, to, to see any grain. And, and sometimes it all depends on how you, how you uh, uh, prepare the soap. If you, you know, there are ways of, in which it will become grainier, and then, you know, in other ways it will become so. Yeah. So, 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 a, so here was the the, or the ideal film base or projection base, the cellophane, you know, with you know, the surface of the ball, mm -hmm. and and great pliability, great flexibility, it, you know, to conform mm -hmm. you know, to things. Uh, a piece of glass is uh, is very uh, has a great advantage of being rigid and flat, but has uh, has great uh, other disadvantages in that. You have to do uh, the, uh, the other partner of this conjunction, the conjoining. You know, has to do all the work. You know, the glasses. Would you t would you take the cellophane and press it against things? In other words, when you had like the paint on it. The different it? the different things. For instance, the uh, uh, there are ways of using the cellophane by uh, by making a drawing, for instance, in a piece of aluminum foil. You know how easy it is to make a drawing in aluminum foil. It's very buttery and you can, you know. Mm -hmm. What, like just with a, with a point pencil, or something? With a, with a pencil, something that will not pierce it, you know. Uh -huh. And uh, the pencil is very good because it has a little bit of, without really leaving a mark, it it's, uh, it's has its own graphite yeah. in it and it's, it's very smooth. So you, you can make an indentation into the foil. And uh, this can be as complicated as once. You can even make a rubbing of a coin, just the same principle. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you can make drawings. And uh, then you can take these and you can put them over, uh, hold them over a candle. And uh, this gets sooted up. And this soot can be transit, uh, transferred to a piece of glass that's had a very small amount of grease rolled on. Mm -hmm. Now when you transfer it, you have a, a, the drawing in which the, the mark has been depressed below the surface on one side. Is that the side that you smoke? Or do you smoke the side where it's raised? Uh, I've done both, and, and uh, sometimes I've had uh, a raised side on, bo on both sides. Because you can, you can do, do part of the drawing on one side and part of the drawing on the other. It, this is a very, makes a very cagey mm -hmm. kind of a two-way thing. But when you, if you have a thing where the raised part doesn't have soot on it. It's soot is on the other side, and you, then you and you transfer that. Then where you marked, you get no soot, right? You get a, that would be. That's a, right. Yeah. That's that's the concave. Yeah. Okay. That's the concave. Right, and vice versa. Yeah. If you're doing the other side. Well, let, let's. Uh, I wanted to say something about this picture. Now this is done with paint. These are this the early ones of paint on cellophane. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of these, to me, seem to. Uh, no, I don't know. They seem, they seem to be doing a dance. Almost, you know, they seem to, to have that kind of a uh, motion to them. Yes, they do. And uh, in that respect, I read them very much as figures, of a, a type of a figure. Um, and maybe what, what the remark that you made about Max Ernst, about uh, things that are surprisingly representational and then surprisingly abstract, uh, really applies to these. In that they're yeah. Both, yeah. both of those yeah. elements. Are there and, and, I, and looking at these, you can there are fragments of actual fingerprints in them. And I'm I thought of the uh, you know as, uh, establishing who had uh, done a particular work of pottery in the Renaissance by the fingerprints of you know the master on it or something like that. Howdy. What do you know, Alex? Pull up a chair. We were just starting to look at the uh, other, oh. this other group. These, uh, n nobody in town has a spray. Uh -huh. Roma Valley has about four different things that look like lubricants it. by the same people, but it's different. So I've, I got the can that Sid had, oh, along with something else. You mean the bar right now? It's squeaking a little. We should. Uh, You've got it? Yes. yes. Wonderful. Okay, well, let's go on with this and then we'll give it a shot. Uh, let's see, where are we? This is, uh, this is 1960. And this. I mean, I, I don't know what to, to say specifically about some of these images, uh, other than my own sense of initial associations um, as figures. This is almost a rooster to me. There's some kind of bird standing there. Um, and they all do have this quality, pretty much. All the paint ones, 
of being, you know, a figure that floats mm -hmm. in, you know, within the uh, the edges. So this is not uh, one of those. This is from the aperture monograph. Uh, yeah, that's a 35 millimeter. This is Lee Nevin. Yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Lee Nevin is Lorna's daughter. Yeah, yeah. She is no longer living. She died a few years ago. Oh, so this, she would have been a, a young girl, young woman when this was made? Yeah, she was about, uh, she was about 18 when this was made. Was made. Okay. Now, 17, here, 18, yeah, yeah here from your trip to Europe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was after the trip to Europe. But I mean, the, the negative yeah. was made? To yeah, this trip. was made, no, no, it was made right here. Oh, this was made right here? Yeah, the other one. The other one was made right here, and this one was made right here, too. So, let me just get this straight for the tape. That the, the one of Lee Nevin was made right here. It was made right here, but after, that was after the, uh, uh, in, after 661 or 62, uh, in some place. What is the date in there? The date in the aperture was 1960, but that could be wrong. Or I could have made an error in transcribing the date. That's not really super critical, really. Um. No, that's that's no, it's it's absolutely yeah, it is correct. No, it's correct. Leave it that way. Okay, and now this this yeah. one of the statue uh, motion here is is was made before you went here. Yeah, that's Francis. This is Francis in the nude, and she is just moving. Um. She is moving, and I'm moving the camera. And this is a thirty-five. That's a thirty-five. Uh huh. I see. Because I. I, I associated this with like these ones to some extent. Which yeah, is well, that's uh, that is what gave me the notion to do these things in Europe. Ah, uh, I see. But these were the, the, that one of Francis was made uh, uh, several months before the trip here. Uh huh. And then when you went to Europe, you you had this idea in your head to to, to do, do these. it to you know was it made made sense to go and, and uh, do something with these beautiful but static. Piece of the sculpture. Now I've seen the description that said you had the camera on a tripod and you just kicked the tripod and these were made. <laughs> no, no, this is somebody's <laughs> foolishness. <laughs> I have never kicked a tripod. <laughs> it sounded easy. like an old second story that had found its way to you. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 nothing of the sort. <laughs> you would just hold the camera in your hand with a so much slower shutter speed. Just like that, or just you know, depending on the shutter speed and depending on the type of jerk, sometimes like this and sometimes like just like that, like that. But you would have used intentionally a somewhat slower shutter yeah, speed. Yeah, there, there's, there's one in the, uh, that's going go to go to Tucson to print, which you get a chance to see. I have one more, maybe this That's is got a, uh, that was a very short jerk, and it's very interesting to see what this did to a tapestry. Ah, this is, uh... Ben that's, that's a Bernini, that's a piece of Bernini. This is the Gallery Borghese. Borghese Gallery, it's one of the yeah. famous, uh, sculpture by Bernini for that dog. I think this is a dog down here. Yeah, down, there, down here is a dog. You can't see his head. It's a dog. Yeah, my, I think my, my favorite of all these is, is this one. Yeah, that's a, that's a very, yeah, that's a, that was a... This uh, angel ascending. <laughs> that thing is, it comes through beautifully in that aperture. Yeah, this slide I think is made from that. Yeah. I mean, this really, uh, it's like you're reintroducing into the statue the one thing that it lacks, which is its ability to make the implied move that a lot of them have. You know? Yeah, oh, this, this business is, is still, you see now people have been fooling around with this, and, and I'm sure I wasn't the one who invented making you know, moves with a camera like that. Mm -hmm. But people don't pursue things with any, just because it's, uh, it's a kind of, appears to be a facile thing. You have to know what, to, to some degree, you have some notions as to what you're playing with and what, and what you are and, not, and are not trying to find because you, you can't be sure what you're going to get. Yeah, you have to go yeah. fishing and uh, go into I the had, stack. I had two more, uh, two more shots of, that, of this particular angel. 
They were interesting too, but not quite like this. This is the one of the three, huh? Now here's a, this is after coming back, this is the, this is smoke on cellophane. Now this is the beginning of the smoke, prints, I guess, or near the beginning. It's dated 61. And I think you've titled this Hadrian's Villa. Yeah, the way, uh, it looks to me like, uh, like he's somewhat to the walls, you know, this villa. Certain things and say uh, remains of the buildings. And, and the the uh, uh, the contra exaggerated contrast in the reproductions and, and further stepped up in this uh, break down the cohesion of that particular aspect of it. But it does something else to it. Which, uh, the the sense of it as a as a wall surface is what's lost in the reproduction, yeah, yeah. where the subtlety of tone and the other mm -hmm. holds it together in that. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good statement about what reproduction does. Uh, oops, I got two slides in here. This is my slide number 49, and this one is a little less contrast. This is yeah, it's still a little too contrasty, but this one makes it just a, a, a magnificent concept. Now this one is known is as uh, Smoke on Cellophane number 5, but I think it's also titled The Golden Apples. Somewhere yeah, else. well, it has a, it has a beautiful uh, position. It has these things. These apples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, 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 very. Now, is this the golden apples in the sense of a mythological golden apple? Yeah. You could, you could, uh, you know, it's, it's a classical world. Sort of the prize for the most beautiful. That's right. So, you know. Because it, it seems to me that that the completeness of those little circular circular forms. Well, you know, the, the idea of fertility is that every fall there's a, there's a, there's a great pile of apples to be given away. <laughs> 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 well, I was, I was going to just refer back to when we were talking about, about Weston's work and the privileged conditions relative to the pepper, and you were talking about the golden pepper at the end of it all. <laughs> That's right. And that these, the cohesion of these single spots relative to the overall aspect. We could put the two stories together and now, and we could say this whole thing of all this fight among the gods, you know, that had to be arbitrated, uh, had arbitrated. To be arbitrated by one of them, you know. It was all, you know, uh, the apple was to, to be given to, to what golden pepper? The golden <laughs> apple to what golden pepper? Privileged, what privileged condition was going to be given to what privileged condition? An yeah. argument of the gods. Yeah. Here's another one of this probably same group. This is number one. Particularly like the negative spaces, or you can't really call them negative, oh, but the black holes right. through right. this. Oh, yeah. This one's right. yeah, this one is right. One of the first ones in that series. It's just beautiful. I, you know, I, I never was able to, to print it as much as uh, on a on a soft, you know, long, really long range scale paper as I yeah. would like. But it's just, but even here, I mean, there's so much life in it. It's just yeah. Now, do these things survive? Are these things still around? The smoke on cellophane, or is that very I fragile? Have, I have the I have the uh, uh, miracle miracles. I have these things very carefully put away in boxes. One, one to a little box. Yeah. I would think the whole family of little boxes. Yeah. Because I mean, a touch must be fatal to them. Yeah. It's like a butterfly wing. Yeah. Or worse, I would think. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Let's go on. Over the years, they, they, uh, uh, soot, soot has, contains oil, you know, as, as, you know, that's why it sticks to things so much. Uh-huh. And, uh, so what really happens is that, that, uh, it, if it's attached to glass or wherever it's attached, it, 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 uh, its attachment becomes greater over the years. Ah. It dries but very, very slowly. But still, it's a butterfly wing. <laughs> yeah. Here's uh, one of the new. It's a very handsome, very, very handsome. And this is uh, this is in Pasadena. This is number 51 in my slide. With, um, yeah, have you seen that one? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, here are the slides. These are made right from the mm -hmm. prints. For mm -hmm. And this, by the way, uh, all these are Pentatomic X slides, the ones of the Pasadena Museum ones, okay. which I uh, made myself. The, uh, now, this is not out of focus in the negative, correct? 
negative is in focus. The ne oh, yes, the negative is in focus, but this is out of focus. But the, it's printed with the larger out of focus. Yes, the larger out of focus. So that they're really monoprints in the sense of the condition of the printing is never exactly repeatable. Or well, you could throw it, I mean, uh, theoretically, you, you could have a record, you know, of how much you throw it out of focus, but it's a... Uh, but it's a subjective judgment, really, isn't it? I mean... They all vary a little each time you set up. It, it becomes pretty difficult to, yeah. to tell. Besides, as long as it works and it gives you something a little different, well, well, let's welcome it instead of being scared of it. Yeah, right. Uh, sometimes you make a slight mistake in cooking, you develop a new dish. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. This one, there. Oh, that thing is just... Uh, I was taken by that when I first made that. Now, are these all... Some of these are identified as Lee Nevin. Are, are these all from some sessions with Lee Nevin? There's, and yes, she posed a lot for me. And the uh, the thing that happens is uh, that uh, well, this in the, in the original print, this is a very, very uh, you know, it's not what you call a contrast print. It's a very mellow, limited we range of tones. We got a print tones. of that. We got a print of that for two cents. Lucky devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful print. Here's another one. These all from around 61, 62, 63. That's around there, yeah. And of course, the thing that happens when you um, when you unfocus the enlarger is that the, the darker areas are the ones that begin to to you know to enlarge as opposed yeah, to the negative. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. If you would unfocus the negative, it's the highlights that start to start to go, so that effects like the eyes here and dark shadows really uh, begin to well up out of it a little bit. you ask about that item in your chronology that says the first glass print was 
This, but this this follows right on the heel of that. Yeah. You know, when I look at these, I think back to that third slide of that English house and garden, the stove, you know, or to a to a maze or something almost. You notice that the number of these things that I've been watching is that it's coming by here. How strong they are this way, you know, just like a garden plot. You know? Yeah. And so I'm... And this is one that I like to print, you know, I can have it as a native edition. You want to go to work on it. So we might, we'll make a map, see if we can make a map. I mean, a map. Yeah, we'll make a map to, to hold back some of those lights and really get into it. But it's amazing, even in a conference. The position of this thing, and the life of this is just like the greenhouse of the jungle, too. Now, around the same time, you, you also started cutting paper. Uh, and this is the, one of the earliest That's the earliest. cut paper. This is the one that was in the, like the frontispiece of the yeah, aperture monogram. Yeah. It actually is dated to the day of September 5th, 1962. Yeah. Two days before your birthday, I guess. I, I knew when I when that worked out that uh, this was not the end of the world in terms of, of uh, that I figured that this was the greatest. Uh, but I knew it was going to be the beginning. That's why, you know, I figured that. Now I was going to bet on the ponies. Are the negatives for these um, view camera negatives? These ones that are out of focus. That's 35. That these are 35s uh, uh, shots of, of uh, cut paper. Done sharp with 35 and then uh, out of focus. Yeah. But after a while, I realized that once I had the, once I got, I got wiser on the constructional things. Uh -huh. uh, there, I was just still, still learning somewhat. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I didn't have to show them out of focus anymore. And you, you didn't have to pick a spot on the sheet either, you could, because you're replacing the whole cutting with the other sheet. I so. Uh, Initially, the autofocus was a was a way of bringing a certain uh, bringing a level of cohesion that you weren't certain was there in the in the paper. But as you got more confident, more experience yeah. with the paper. Although I have a, there are some cut papers that are out of focus that are just super super super. Yeah, but but there's a yeah, uh, well, uh, the birds, you know, mm -hmm. the birds. Oh, that's yeah, uh, it's it's in Pasadena. I have it. These are hard to focus on. Yeah, There's another one from the same year. This is a very, uh, this is a very handsome thing. This is a hard, little hard to see in the slide, how it hangs together. But it's very, uh, Again, the way the black rounds out to grab onto other things. Uh, yeah. Now here's one that's only, I believe this is just ever so slightly out of focus. You know, it's very slight. Um, and in this slide, it's not that uh, obvious. But here the paper itself becomes more in the yeah. act. Possibly just a, a sharp 35 millimeter print, which, you know, possibly, after, after yeah. looking at smoke on glass and things, looks out of focus. It's possible, you're right. I hadn't. You know, initially I was not thinking of these as being from 35 yeah, yeah. when I was viewing them originally. So I should go back and look at them again. Uh, well, I was very interested in the in the design of this thing. Yeah, this, this, this yeah well, here's a... I assume this... Well, I don't know, you tell me about, about this. This is a, uh, this is a guy who... Uh, uh, how the hell is he... Uh, he had been a dancer. Uh -huh. And uh, was very expressive of things. And then one day, he was around here. One day, um, he said, "Let's uh, let's do some. Let's let, let me just." Uh, he, well, he says, "If you got any wrapping paper or anything, just some paper." Uh -huh. And I had a roll of wrapping paper. Which uh, at that time I had, I was I didn't use anything but wrapping. Uh -huh. And he just he just tore it up and you know, did some things with it. And uh, then, then I also uh, uh, saw him. You know, he did some things, and and uh, I thought, 
Jesus, let's modify this a little bit. And then I started to cut on it. And then we cut some paper and had him, you know, hold some of this stuff. And so he was helping me. Now, he was a dancer? Yeah, he was a dancer. Was he, had, he, had, uh, he had danced for Martha Graham. Was he living in Prescott? Or he, was, he was living in Prescott. Just what, for a period of a few years? Or? For a few years, yeah. Well, quite a few years. Yeah, it's a, and it's, it's also subtitled cartouche. Yeah, but well, the architect, the ref, referring, you know, to, to you know, uh, uh, cartouche is sort of, it envelops uh, an inscription sometimes in, 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 in Renaissance architecture. Oh, 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 I see, yeah. You know, these fancy scrolls, scrolls that right, look like a big parchment, you know, made out of concrete or, I mean, out of stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And the cart, of course, refers to paper, cartouche. Now, I think here's a whole series from 63 and, and uh, around that period of time, which I assume are all uh, the news of, uh, of Lee Nevin. Yeah. And, uh, and this one really is something. And that head before is just unbeatable. Yeah, they're very, very uh, lush, really. And these are all in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. You see, you, you can have a privileged condition like that. friend of ours has, has a fair collection, I think. He's a very fine weaver. Someone in Prescott? No, uh, uh, he used to live in Prescott. Yeah. 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 Ye
fact, he lived in the South for a long time. Oh, really? But he, he was in Central Arizona someplace. Huh. So he gave you just a quick look. Could you go back to that last one? To the sandwich yeah. 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 There. That's number 72 on my list. Some of these could really be aerial photographs of regions, uh, structures or something, geological structures or something. Here's another one with, uh, with a title, I believe. This is titled Heraclitus. Now, Heraclitus was a pre-Socratic philosopher the, in the, the guy, the kind of the dialectic before Hegel. Oh, absolutely! And what and what beautiful things he did with it. He's just becoming appreciated now, and he has always somehow his head turned in something. But and this is sort of a, like a like a photograph of a state of flux. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. 